Okay. Um, usual way of doing this? Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. Okay. You have a nice shirt on. That's uh, because all the t-shirts were dirty. <laughs> I love it. That's the... Why do I have a nice shirt on? Well, shit, I ran out of all the t-shirts. Damn it. Okay. Okay. I'm going to have to add all the sounds after the fact this time. Uh, okay. Oh, God. Okay, dude. What's going on with that? I don't know. I actually submitted a help ticket, and it was, they, they were unhelpful. They gave me, like, standard troubleshooting things and blah, blah, blah. I actually suspect it, like, everything else on my computer right now comes down to not having enough memory. Okay. And, and, you know, so it's, it's actually a problem with me, but okay. It is a problem with me. I am. me. I have to be free. I gotta be me to live my own. Oh, oh. oh, I was just doing the intro music. Okay. Okay, with 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 that, we will pretend the music plays now. Welcome to Curmudgeon's Corner for Saturday, December 23rd, 2023. It is 326 UTC as we are starting to record. I'm Sam Inter, Yvonne Boas here. Hello, Yvonne. Hello. Hello. Do a sign. Yeah, that's got to be the, 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 the hello, hello, hello. If you say it with enough like whatever that was in it, it becomes so much more, uh, hello. Magnificent. Yeah. Magnificent. Magnificent. It's a great word. Anyway, we are here. It is the end of December. Before we get into, we will, you do our usual, but back and forth. And end as usual, the first December. couple will be lighter than blah, blah, blah. But as I was mentioning the end of December, I will once again, this time at the very beginning of the show, mention that next week, will be our magnificent end of the year prediction show where we will be predicting things from from the for the year 2024 and once again nobody has put anything on the little google thing we put out i am I, I, I am disappointed in everyone so once again it is tinyurl.com/ccpred 2024. If you have things you want us to predict, start putting them in there. I have refrained from adding any of my own so far, but you know, time is running out. So starting, I, I don't, I don't know exactly when I'll get this show out. I'm going to try to get it out before Christmas day, but after Christmas day is done and passed on Tuesday, I'm going to start putting in all our usual sorts of things that we have. Yvonne, I'm sure you can add some of your own, but if anybody else out there wants to start Dropping some questions in that they want us to predict. You are running out of time. 
I, I don't know which day we'll record next week, but if I don't know which day we'll record next week, but if you want input into what we make predictions on, now's the time. Do not delay any further. tinyurl.com slash ccpred2024. Otherwise, we will just record two hours of Yvonne saying pain. I could do, well, I mean, I only need to say it a couple of times and then we can just loop it. Yeah, but it's more interesting if we just make you say it over and over and over and watch as your voice goes out. So you're going to make me say it over and over as my voice starts just completely degrading over time. That'd be interesting. Yeah. To see how long I could do that for. Yes. You know, I, I was listening to one of our old shows and as usual, like we have this theme that we get back to all the time on, you know, people making money on stupid podcasts and stupid sure. YouTube shows and stuff. Yes. So I think yep. our, our next idea. It's just, just me saying pain, 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 pain. Exactly. Pain, exactly. Pain, pain. For two hours straight. For I got to do this straight. For, and then oh, we can loop shit. that into a 10 hour loop. Fuck yeah. But, but we have to start like a, with two hours I mean, of, you know, we could get a serious, except we could get like a serious XM channel, you know, where, which is broadcasting live, you know. Just me saying that. Then we could put it out in a, sh- a shortwave. You know, so that, so are, people, are there people still broadcasting in shortwave? It's, it's much less than it used to be, but there's still people out there doing it. And, okay. you know, they could be analyzing that the same way they analyze the, like, the CIA numbers stations and stuff like that to try to figure out the code. <laughs> You know, that'd be great, you know, for us, for me to do that and then to find out that there's a whole bunch of people trying to decipher for, you know, spending like their groups online, you know, on Reddit and whatever. People like delving into trying to understand the details of, you know, and the code of involved in inside my two hour recording of saying pain, pain, pain over and over. Yeah. And we'll, we will probably find all these people with all these theories and conspiracy theories and all sorts of things and so forth and whatever, you know, for me to just burst or bust. Well, but here's the other problem. Even if I say the truth, they still won't believe it anyway. No. And, and of course, the scariest option is they actually find something in there right that it it did mean some secret message and you were not aware but yet it was still there so some there must be an like an implant in your brain or something that was influenced oh yes it was the you know with the with the vaccines bill gates yes yeah exactly i forgot about forgot about that so anyway yvonne What's your actual first topic of the day? My my first one, as usual, is going to be like a movie. So you can go first unless you want the movie first. So I actually today have had a a company team lunch. Ooh. Now here's the thing: I, I don't think I've been in a an, in any organized company group activity since the last time we had a Christmas lunch and a year lunch of some kind. Okay. okay. So, you know, it's, it's just one of those things where, and one of the topics of conversation that came up was, well, we had, you know, our company shut down their local offices. We had two 
Mm -hmm. Those were shut down. But we have been talking that, you know, it's a little bit how we felt. And and I, I, I had felt this, but I heard other people express it, how they found it really awkward uh-huh. sometimes now to go and interact in person a little bit. Okay. Yep. Yep. And, 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 and this is not coming from people that had any issues with that in the past. Okay. It's just that it, Out of it's a skill. Yeah. You're kind of like rusty. And I've noticed that myself, that I've been a little bit on the rusty side on that. But somebody else mentioned it, and I thought, oh, okay, so it's not just me. And so we, we were talking about that. But but I think that one of the one of the topics that we were it, we we were talking about be, uh, engagement and people and how you know th- there are certain people that have a certain discipline about working from home, and then we're we're talking about a whole bunch which confess that they basically. You know, wouldn't even bathe, just the same T-shirt and, and shorts. Oh, damn right. I'll confess. Yeah, no, no. So there, were a, there was a number there that are on, on your group. Definitely. You know, they're, 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 I would say the majority. Mm-hmm. I, I have to definitely fall into the minority that I just couldn't do that. <laughs> it felt really uncomfortable. I, I admit it starts to feel uncomfortable to me after a few days. Okay. And and then so, like after a few weeks, then I'm like, okay, I have to do something about it. Okay. Well, I, not I will that's say a slight that, exaggeration, but not, a, but not a big exaggeration. So, so I found that, that, it, that, it, that, that, you know, you know, to me, that's quite uncomfortable, but for most of them that they had been in that routine and that they'd been struggling to actually, well, some are talking about the fact that look, they're getting really fatigued for just being working remotely in certain instances that out some people buying certain uh physical conditions from the workstation that they are using and so forth which oh like just um, like crack crappy ergonomics and that kind of stuff okay. yeah so oh bad bad backs bad stuff other stuff and whatnot but but one thing is that they had also expressed a little bit of an issue they've been having, which I think this is, it, this is, this is just an issue that I think the pandemic made worse of people on conference calls that are supposedly multitasking, but really just are completely disengaged. They don't even know what the hell's going on. Well, the call. Yeah. And there's, and, and, I, I mean, and, I mean, look, here's the reality of like quote unquote multitasking during calls. There are a variety of different types. Like there's you're you're working on some other document or something like that. And yeah, yeah, you know, but the thing is, like you're doing something work related, but not related to the call you're on, right? And right. For, and for, that, yeah. for those kinds of things, yeah, it it's still like your brain at most is like listening for your name, <laughs> you know? And it's like, okay, if someone says something that is my name or something directly related to me, then I'll sort of tune in. But, you know, it is absolutely routine at this point for like, at least on calls I'm on 
and it's happened to me. I'll admit it's happened to me myself, but it's routine for other people as well, where some, something comes up and then the person who's just been mentioned is like, Oh, I'm sorry. I was multitasking. What was that? You know? Oh, well, no, 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 <laughs> nobody, you know, we were talking about that. Most people don't admit to that. They, they, oh, they... like people routinely admit to that where I am. Oh yeah. No, no, no. Over here, they, they, you know, we're they trying to cover it up. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. I was on mute. No, no. I was something, whatever. And the the fact that you know we're talking about that almost everybody's with their cameras off, right? So you don't even you know you don't even have a clue as to who the well, hell I was is there. Say, the other kind of multitasking is you're not even doing anything work related at all. You're like doing the dishes. You're doing the laundry. You're you're you've got the you got the TV on with a show. You know, all the you, you could be doing all kinds of other stuff. I think that's. I think most people aren't doing that quite that obviously, but at the same time, if I'm in a boring meeting that is not covering at the moment, something that's directly relevant to me, will I have like, will I be looking at news at the same time? Yeah. Yeah. I, I probably, well, I, I mean, I have the news on all the time. I, I, I mean, but that's not, I, I don't know if that counts because it's, it's not like I'm, I don't even have the volume turned up or something. I mean, I'm just well. I I, I I mean, I mean, like even like looking at text news, like uh, you know, looking at Mastodon or looking at some reading some article, you know that. Well, kind of stuff. Th- I think the the thing is that I, that I, you know, noticed is it's just one. Somebody had mentioned this call where they were supposed to be reviewing like certain customers, okay, and there was like twenty plus people on the phone. And it's like 90% of them didn't have their cameras on. And it's just, you know, and that's the thing. I'm like, is anybody fucking paying attention to this damn thing? I will say that the calls that I get more distracted by, and I I mean, just that I'm not focused on, are the damn webinars. You know, they, they go and they have these product webinars many times. And I, and I have to admit that usually I'll put on the webinar. But I, I probably will do some other work. Okay. And, and it's many times the the thing is that some of the explainers are just, I don't know how to, not very engaging. And so it's just, they're trying to tell me, well, we just tweaked product X and we added, you know, a bow tie to it. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, well, you know, look, well, that's I, great. I, I was reading. I mean, I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I know that they're doing all these tweaks and stuff for this or whatever, but it's just, you know, in a, in a day where I'm like, I've got so many, I, I, in my role specifically, I, I keep getting bombarded by customer requests. Okay. Okay. I mean, I, I mean, I get customers or, I mean, I, if I don't answer an email, I'm getting called on the phone. I'm getting, you know, I'm getting texted on the phone. It's just, there's always a bombardment from, from customers that need something like now. Okay. And so to me, sometimes at these webinars, I try to attend, but you know, when I've got, you, you know, you do an hour or two hour, three hour webinar and I'm getting bombarded by customer requests, you know, and these are people that are trying to put money in the company's pockets. And I'm just like, you know, look, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta respond to the customers. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so, so that, 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 that's my thing. I, I mean, on my well, end, it's, it's really very customer because we're facing usually the most of the four that now, most of the calls that I have that are 
more like where I need to participate are just sales forecast calls. And so usually I'm pretty engaged because if I'm on the call, I usually will update my information on the sales forecast prior to the call. But I'll probably be reviewing again just to make sure, you know, where we are and whatnot. And they're going through through the deal. So when they're, you know, they're call, you know, whenever it comes to my turn, I mean, I know they call because they call my my name or a customer name or whatever. So, I, you know, what I'm multitasking is not distracting from what's going on in the call at all. Yeah. Okay. Because it's really me, you know, working, you know, more on what what the subject matter we're discussing. So I I, I do that a lot, but but for the most part, I would say because and and thankfully for the most part, those are the conference calls I've got. They're so really look 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 look. The, here's the here's the thing, and I I was actually just reading an article about this within the last week or two. I was probably okay. reading it while I was at a meeting. I don't know, like probably, <laughs> but. You know, it, it talked about people complaining about this corporate multitasking and people doing other things while they're on these calls. And there are two points that they made that I thought were, were very salient. One was if you really have the times where this mostly happened, not exclusively, but the times where this happened the most was where it is sort of these large status meetings where you have a whole bunch of people giving their status. A quarterly business review, a status meeting. Yeah, yeah. Whatever, these kinds of things where most of the time what is being discussed is not relevant to the individuals. And so they're like, they're trying to actually retain some productivity by doing something that's actually useful Yes. As opposed to just wasting time on the call. Now, right, right, right. and they pointed out, first of all, like this is not a problem of the user that's multitasking. This is a problem of the people who set up the structure, the call. You know, yeah, how, yeah, who, yeah. who, how are they determining who really needs to be there and how they need to present and what is the utility of this call? And because there are a lot of these where like it's really about like, you know, maybe you are giving information upward to the person who's to the one manager or whatever who's listening, but you're wasting everybody else's time. And could you structure this in a way that that person could get the information from everybody else without putting like 30 people in a room where each one of them only has like one or two minutes worth of stuff to say? And it's not really a discussion or a you know, something where something useful is going to come out of people interacting with each other. Now, sometimes you do have meetings where something interesting is going to come out of the people interacting with it. But most of the time where we're talking about this kind of, hey, somebody's tuned out and trying to multitask is because of this kind of scenario. And you can fix that by better meeting planning. Like, you, 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 like, do you really need to have this meeting or is there a better way to achieve what you're trying to do here? And then also they made the point of like a lot of these people, and this is, this is not my personal situation right now, but in a lot of places you are so overloading these people anyway, and they've got all kinds of crap to do that. They're like, the only way I'll get this shit done without like having to go home really, really late is if I take advantage of these moments during these meetings. So like, yeah, I could sit here and just try to pay attention to the meeting, but then that means this other stuff I have to get done, I'm going to have to do after five o'clock when I'd rather be back with my family. 
right? And 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 you know you're sort of balancing these things off, and but it, I, I think a lot of it comes down not to oh my god, look at these lazy, stupid people who are multitasking and not paying attention to the meeting, but like how are you really structuring the meeting and the work that these people are doing that forces them to do this this way? Well, I, I mean it, it's. I think that you're right. I mean, I think a big problem is the structure because I, I think that, yeah, if you broke them up into, you know, if these people don't need to be listening to everybody else's report, I mean, unless, unless everybody else is also gaining from listening to what's going on. Right. Yeah, it's and and those happen all the time, and you know, and there are places that have wall to wall meetings and calls. Okay, mm-hmm. I mean, I know that I, you know, I usually I don't, I don't know if I, I I have a decent number of them, but I am not scheduled wall to wall, and I do that intentionally in large part because otherwise I wouldn't be able to get I have to get stuff done to prepare for something at a customer, whether it's a proposal, whether it's a quote, whether it's something. I mean, you know, I got a request. I, I need to be able to have work, t- you know, work time. Yeah. And, and, but the, man, but I see people that schedule their calendars wall to wall, like, you know, with meetings and things and stuff. And I'm like, well, when the fuck are you actually going to get any shit done if you're, schedule like that it's crazy and, well, and, and there's certainly and it's people, exhausting there's certainly people whose jobs are the meetings period end of story yeah. well yeah but i've like, seen those but if you have if if you're if you also have things that you have to deliver individually <laughs> you can't have 100 meetings and still get anything done it, you, unless like like i said in some cases people are like you know, hey, the day is for meetings and then I have to go home and have my second work day when I actually get shit done after everybody is not bothering me anymore. Well, it's kind of like teachers, for God's sakes. You know, look, I mean, teachers are, are the ones that are probably burdened with this the most where they actually have to be teaching all fucking day. And there is no time built into that teaching day for them to do any of the, the shit that they need to do to prepare for the class itself. And so they wind up going home and working late hours, well, preparing shit, you know, yeah, for I mean, for class. I think on, that is generally true. I, I've on this show, I've actually complained before that in our school district, like school lets out early on Fridays, but okay. the reason for that is to give teachers time to do some of the stuff you're talking about. Probably not enough. But at least well, that's it, better than many other places. But I'll tell you that. Yeah, but it, it, it's a step in that direction, you know. So, so yeah, no, you're you're absolutely right. I mean, teachers are well known for having to do all kinds of work that is not on the clock that they are theoretically paid for nights and weekends. Uh, not to mention like paying for their own damn school supplies and stuff that they bring into the classroom and all that kind of stuff, which is yeah. also ridiculous. But we're we're getting a little far afield. Well, no, but 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 no, it, it goes back to what I was saying. Well, this is, goes back to work time and yeah. how we how we interact and what what we do. Uh, you know, a number of the people there definitely miss the fact that we don't have an office at all. Not that they want to be at the office, right? 
all the time, but that being at home all the time, a hundred percent is, it's just, it's just, it's not great. Okay. I will say that I agree. I I have said, I agree with that. I I mean, I would like to be able to, I, I would like to be able to see them a little bit more often than once a year. Well, you know, I, I, I've said the 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 mix that I think is appropriate. First of all, I think choice is really important there and giving people options. Yeah. Because yeah. depending on people's family situation, home situation, personal preferences on all kinds of other things, the right and work the right work environment can be very different. Well, that came up. We the, were actually number, that, no, that is, but the, yeah. then I then I also wanted to say, in addition to the flexibility on an individual, like, hey, if you love the office environment, by all means, go in as much as you want. If you are really more productive at home, stay home as much as you want. But the key also being that having the office to have get-togethers when it makes sense, when there is a yes, purpose, when, it makes sense. when there is a meeting that you really are going to benefit from all being in the same place and writing on the whiteboard and all that kind of collaboration stuff people talk about, then by all means do it. You know, but what drives me nuts is the, you know, you have to come in to come in when there's no actual, you know, result that's coming out of that that's benefiting seemingly anybody. And there's a lot of that going on right now. And I won't, I won't bitch too much about my own personal situation, but like, it's, you know, the, the way that people are being arbitrary about it rather than leaning into flexibility, I think is a big mistake. Well, I, I, I I know. I think that that's a, that's a big, big, big issue, but well, I, I, I will say uh, another thing, which I think some people like, it, it, it makes a big difference whether you have kids or you don't. Yes, that is true. Okay. And, and it's like, I, I was seeing this, 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 somebody making fun of, you know, how you uh, get ready to work if you're working from home. You know, we just talked about, you know, people like basically not even, not even, you know, sh- shower or whatever, just w- w- and pop. Oh, I, I, I've, me- I've mentioned before when we were a hundred percent work from home, my routine was wake up five minutes before the first right. meeting, roll into the room, open the laptop and go. Right. Period. And, and so, and so that would be when, you know, yeah. And, and how, you know, people go to work, if you're going and commuting, it takes, several more hours and it's like oh but but here but here's the problem that if, if you have a child yeah that needs to go to school that's bullshit because i that i cannot <laughs> i that that doesn't exist anymore i gotta still get the fuck up very early i gotta get this kid yeah i was describing summertime but yeah it's entirely different during the school year yeah oh and listen believe me when it is when it is school break it feels like a break for me. Mm-hmm. I mean, it totally feels like a big break for me. I mean, because I'm like, oh, I can sleep in a little yep, bit. Yep. I mean, Jesus, I don't have to be up. I mean, that, 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 that it, it's, you know, when you have kids, you know, and you have to drop them off and pick them up, you know, and you have to coordinate that with your, with your spouse. If you have a spouse that you can coordinate that with, you know, some people don't. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's it's exhausting, man. Well, the, the 
the other thing that kids is a part of, but not the whole picture is just what part of your life you're in. Like I've heard a lot right. of people like, yeah, pre kids, but also pre significant relationship, like yeah. si single young people in their twenties, you know, work is still a significant part of people's social lives. Right. And you know, they, they want the going in and sort of making friends with your coworkers and doing stuff after work with your coworkers and all of this kind of stuff. The, the sort of traditional, Hey, it's Friday afternoon. Let's all, let's all go to happy hour together kind of stuff, you know? And, and, and that is much more difficult in these scenarios. And so you've, you've heard, I, there were, there were, there were people talking a few weeks ago. I think there were some articles about it too, about, especially in the U S less so in other countries, but especially in the U S there's been a significant decline in what people call the third place, like someplace other than home and work where right. people go and socialize yeah. together. Yeah. 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 Um, you know, the, the there's been a significant decline in sort of, hey, let's go to the bar after work kind of stuff. There's yeah. been a significant decline in places like churches and things as yeah. well in most parts of the country, not all, like, but and and just in general, depriving that sort of third place where people were able to meet in a non-work environment and that causing all kinds of stress for people who don't have that. Now and I think that affects people who are younger and more single a lot more like, and, and, you know, I, I'm antisocial anyway. Right. But like, but for, for folks who have established families, you know, you go home to the kids, you go home to the wife there, you're, you're the husband, whatever, you know, th there's, there's less of a less of a demand for that third place, but I think even in in those situations, people have said, "Hey, look, it's still healthy to have people other than work and other than your family that you socialize with." Well, the the one thing is, I just saw this chart recently that showed that you know, like right now, w in the last twenty years, the evolution of dating, mm. where I mean, it went from, you know, mostly like meeting in places and work or whatever, or whatnot for people to find dates. And that right now it is so dominated by online dating. Yeah. It is, it is completely, I mean, it, it completely, completely just, just dominates it. I mean, it, it, it's just almost everybody now. Just that is looking to date is, 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 is doing that. Yep. Using the apps. Yeah. Cause, cause like you're, you're highly discouraged from that kind of thing at work. I mean, it still happens obviously, but like yeah. with, with everything that's come up about workplace harassment and all this kind of right, thing, right, 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 it's, yeah. it's discouraged. You, you should not be, you know, doing stuff at work if you could avoid it. Right. And then, you know, if you're young and single, you know, who you got at home, right? Maybe you have a couple right. roommates, but like, you know, so where, and with that third place declining, like we were talking about, yeah. Um, where else are you going to go? You're going right. to apps. Yeah. So anyway. Okay. With all, with all of that, can we, can we move on to mine? Yes. Okay. So movie time. Movie, ah, movies. Movie time. 
movie time. We're, movie we're singing time, again. Movie time. Movie time. Da, 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 da. This is from May, May 12th of yeah. this year. I watched Dr. Strangelove. I mean, not for the first time. It before. Not right. for the okay. first time. Okay. Yeah. Right. Okay. You know, now it had been probably a couple decades. It had been a long I've time. I've watched it in, in the last decade. I, I have watched it again. Yes. Okay, well, well, good for you. So you can have an opinion here too. Yeah. Um, so for, yeah, I, I'm sure everyone knows Dr. Strangelove, famous movie from 1964. Stanley Kubrick directed. Kubrick? It's got, is it a Kubrick? Kubrick. Okay, fine. Brick. Brick. Kubrick. You are correct. Okay. Uh, okay. I'm like, I'm just like, he's Kubrick? Like, you know, what you getting on me for? You know, it's close enough. <laughs> Come on. Like, all right. It's just, okay. Mr. Boo. Anyway. <laughs> well, uh, that was, you know, we found out the correct pronunciation. Like, yes, yes, yes. The past, yes. Anyway, it had Peter Sellers, George Scott, Slim Pickens, but a bun- bunch of people. It's a Cold War comedy thing. Now, the subtitle is How I Learned to Stop Worrying and Love the Bomb. Right. Uh, basically, and, and spoilers here. For anybody who has waited, what, 60 years, 50, 59 years, for someone who has not seen this in the last 59 years, spoilers coming up. Anyway, it this one general goes crazy, yep. starts trying to take over the U.S. nuclear forces, setting up a confrontation with the Soviet Union. There's well, I mean, he dispatches a wing. Yes, he dispatches bombers. He dispatches a wing of uh, strategic bombers, and meanwhile, on the domestic front, the rest of the U.S. armed forces are trying to get to him and and take back control of this base so that they can recall the stuff. There's a whole bunch of stuff that happens, and then eventually they succeed in recalling all but one plane. Right, and so. The, the one plane had its radio damaged or something like that. And so it goes ahead and gets through not to its intended target, but to a secondary target. And, you know, the, 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 there was a whole thing where they were cooperating with the Russians to try to shoot it down, but it got passed anyway, blah, 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 blah. Anyway, it drops the bomb. And of course, this triggers an all-out nuclear war, despite the fact that the 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 two sides well, were communicating and blah 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 and there a do there there was a whole thing about the doomsday machine too yes there was a doomsday machine that was gonna like blow up the whole planet and yeah so and and you know it it ends with a few of the the leaders you know heading down to like uh an underground shelter thing to have a few hundred people who would survive or whatever and of course it has an iconic scene of the uh the captain of the one bomber that gets through riding the bomb down before it blows up that's the basic plot peter sellers plays a whole bunch of different roles actually in the movie not just one and it's 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 won all kinds of Yvonne's playing out the thing where he's trying to slap down his arm from right because he avoiding kept to do the a Nazi salute, Nazi salute. It got a whole bunch of reward uh, rewards awards. rewards. Probably um, rewards. I watched it because it was on that AFI film list best film. 
films of the first hundred years. Whatever. What is it? The number on, on on it? What number is it? Okay, God. Yeah, yeah you're gonna. Well, make, I mean, if you're gonna refer to the list, okay. Believe... It, it was it was twenty sixth in the yeah, list of movies yeah, yeah. in nineteen ninety eight. And in 2000, in the 2007 edition, it dropped to 39th, but I am going by the 1998 list that I'm still working my way through. I started in 1998. It also uh, received a bunch of Academy Award nominations, but it got a BAFTA, got a Hugo, got a bunch of awards. It, somebody ranked it as one of the three or four funniest comedy movies of all time, etc. And look, you know, I, I, I laughed. It was funny. It was good. I am giving it a thumbs up because it's a classic and everybody should see it at least once. But I must admit, like, I'm not sure I would put it on like my top X lists. You know, really? Yeah. I mean, it was, it was fine. It was good. I don't, I'm not saying it's not good. I'm giving it a thumbs up, but like if, if I personally had to be like, give me the list of like the 10 movies you would most want to rewatch or something, this would not be on it. Shit. Okay. Well, you it know? would be for me. I, now, I now say, admittedly, I've got even that. on that top whatever list, it was like 20-something. So they're not putting it on their top 10 either. But, you know. No, but it's the top 100 and like. Of, yeah. from movie history. I mean, so yeah. there's a lot of, you it's know, got it, a lot, you know it's, it's an it, important there's a lot movie. of stiff competition. It's a, yes, it's definitely a very important movie. It's a lot of stiff competition in there as well. I mean, but I, I am, you know, I will say that for my, because of my, I guess maybe my intense attention that I paid to that period and right. those topics, I, I, to me, it's a top 10 flick. Hmm. Definitely, because I think it, it it made fun of a lot of the different attitudes and things that were happening back then in terms of of the war. But it also provided some real realist. I mean, there was some realistic stuff about it. I mean, I, I you know, there there was another movie from that time period that basically was a take on 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 like what the subject of the of of this movie was but from a more serious well from from making it a serious flick mm-hmm. which was fail safe yeah which that one is with henry fonda okay it's got larry hagman henry fonda it, it, it's oh my god what's the other the other guy walter Matthau. it's got a really start-studded cast but it's a very serious film right. that one okay Unlike unlike this one, that is basically a take on the same thing, except there is quite a lot of comedic themes inserted into into it as well, which is just you know, I mean, yes. So I, you know, I I, I think it's I I say it's I, I think it's a top ten. Okay, okay, for me, I I think that it took. When we're talking about the year that it was, 1964, and how they were able to pull that movie together in the middle of what were what was a very tense time yeah. between Russia and the United States, and depicted it that way, I just you know I think they did a really good job. So I I I put it in my top ten. Yeah, like I said, I, I, I give it the thumbs up, 
but like just, and, and it certainly has the historical significance and it's a classic and it's all that kind of stuff. But like, I wasn't blown away watching it, re-watching it this year. You know, it's just sort of like, okay, yeah, that's good. It's fine. You know, I will say, you know, the first time I watched it, I have to admit, I, I had not watched it. I did not watch it because, oh, look, there's this movie. Let's watch it. I watched it at at Carnegie Mellon mm. for the first time. And it was an assigned movie for a class that I was taking, of all things. Did I watch it with you? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. No, I don't think you were in that class. Okay. Maybe. I, and now I'm like, I, I'm not sure. I, so maybe. Maybe. Yeah, who knows? It was a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. But, but, but yeah, it was a long time ago. So yeah, it was, but it was assigned for me in a class. And that's how I wound up watching it for the first time. And I, I don't know. I wound up being fascinated by it when I watched mm-hmm. it. For the first time, and I and and I watched it recently, and I I liked it still very much. So therefore, okay, yeah, okay. Now the one other thing I'll say that I, I I've been meaning to say the next time I mentioned one of these AFI top one hundred movie things on the show is that the last time I was sort of noting down what I'd watched and updating the lists where I keep track of them and stuff, I went back and looked at the AFI top 100 movies and something really disturbed me about it, which is, which is remember I, the list came out in 1998 and I started at number 100 working my way up in 1998. 1998 is now 25 years ago, right? Yeah. Yeah. I started looking at the list from number 100 and realizing there are items on that list that I have no memory of watching that actually i I mean i know it was 25 years ago but i'm like i have no idea what the hell was going on with this i I remember some of them i remember some of them but well it's a lot of movies i mean look i i you know it's a lot of the movies especially if it wasn't particularly memorable right well supposedly these are all really really good right and so they should be memorable you'd think but well well but but you know it's all you know it's a judgment call i mean what's memorable you know so i know so like i I, i'm looking like the number 100 was yankee doodle dandy yankee doodle dandy I have no memory of it, whatever. 99 was guess who's, guess who's Coming to Dinner. I remember that one. Okay. Number 98 was Unforgiven. I remember that. 98, 98 was Bringing Up Baby. No memory of that whatsoever. I, I never um, watched it. I don't remember. I don't know it. Number 96, The Searchers vaguely rings a bell, but no, I don't think so. No idea. You know? Etc. 96 was Pulp Fiction. Okay, I remember. That. Okay, yeah. Or n- that. 95 was Pulp Fiction, sorry. Number 94 was Goodfellas. And I if you had asked me, have I seen Goodfellas? I swear I would I would tell you right now, no, no I've never seen good, Goodfellas. But apparently I did <laughs> and just don't remember it. You know, it and 93 the apartment. No idea. No idea at all. Oh, I saw, I remember seeing that one. Yes. Okay, 92, A Place in the Sun. No idea, no memory. Number 91, My Fair Lady. 
I know of that movie, but I don't remember actually watching it. I, you know? I, I think I watched it, but I don't, I can't say what the, you know. Etc. N- number 90, and I won't go any further than this, was The Jazz Singer, which I've heard of, I know of, but I don't remember watching it. That's but uh, the I one know. with Neil, that was the Neil Diamond one, Jazz Singer, right? No, no, this was 1927. Oh, that's the like original 1927. Oh, it's like oh. the first talking movie or something. Oh, oh. Okay, so the Neil Diamond was a remake. Okay, all right. Anyway, yeah, like the the point of these is like I I know because I've been doing this systematic 100 working my way up thing that I have indeed seen all of these, but a whole bunch of them I have like zero memory. Zero. None. I do not remember having seen it. And I'm like, well that sucks. <laughs> you know? So, anyway. Okay. All right. Shall we take a break and uh, then move on to more serious topics? Yeah, because, yeah, because we've burned up a lot okay. of time already. <laughs> but, you know, it was really important to discuss the people multitasking during meetings. I agree. Yeah. And and old Cold War comedy films. Old Cold War comedy films are always at the top of my list of things that I need to take care of during the week. Exactly. Okay. We are going to take a break. And we will be back after this. And I'm not even going to try to hit the button. Well, I guess I can try here. Alex and the Dot com. Bang Alex and Dad. Gaming videos and more from Alex. Elementary school fight day. YouTube by night. AlexMZilla.com. AlexMZilla is... A-L-E-X-M-X-E-L-A and dot com is period and then C-O-M. Of course I hit the wrong one, but oh well. It'll do. It'll do. Works for me. It was not the one I had randomly selected. I clicked a different one. Oh well. That's, That's fine. So Yvonne, it's your turn to pick our first more serious topic. We didn't have a really big list this time. I mean, things are kind of slow running up to the holiday. Ah, uh, but because uh, well, I mean, there are a few big things. But, mean, uh, but sometimes we have a list of like twenty things. We've only uh, there were only yeah, just five oh, five new there items added to our potential topics list. Well, okay, well, I don't see. I guess we didn't write it down. But hey, Rudy, you filed for bankruptcy. Yeah, we didn't write that down because we sort of talked about Rudy last week. But okay, talk talk about the bankruptcy. Like he he get, he had the he had the judgment against him last week, and we talked about it then. But now he's trying to get out of paying. Well, what happened is that in some other cases like this, especially if you have effective counsel, and if you you try to participate, you know, the one thing that Rudy did in this trial was he he was kind of like he was at the proceeding right he was represented by counsel but mm-hmm. he wasn't being cooperative with the process oh okay? no not at all not and, at all and i think that that's the reason why he wound up in a situation where because he was being a, a dick about the whole thing on top of the fact that he did this to these people, 
in many other cases, if it's if they're going to appeal, they don't make them pay, they they don't make them put up the money immediately. Sometimes in right. some of these judgments, they do make people put the money up in escrow. Well, because because you, um, you expect that there's going to be an appeal. appeal. He's going to go through the whole process, and and in in this case, as you know, as is not super uncommon in like these big cases, the amount that they the amount of the judgment was way more than the guy's worth, you know? So there's, there's always going to be some sort of, you know, negotiations on how he actually pays and what he actually pays. Cause he's just in the, in this case, like what the judgment was $148 million. Yeah. Close to a hundred plus a hundred third. No, it was a hundred. We see. How much it was? Because I, I, I believe it was, it was like hundred. Well, I don't know because I don't. I, I don't think Rudy only had like four or five million debts. I think he had like twenty because just his legal fees alone debts. There was well, several right. No, I'm, I'm talking the ju- the judgment itself. The new judgment was 148 million. He's got other things he owes on top of that, including other legal judgments. Interestingly enough, I was looking what one report was pointing out that one of the people he owes money to is actually Hunter Biden. Be based on a previous lawsuit that Hunter won against him. But the point is, like, however many hundreds of millions it is. Well, yeah, 148. He he only filed like, what the heck was it? We were we were actually debating the amount of debt that he that he that he filed. It was 150 something million. Um yeah. So under the point is two. So apparently he's three million. Actual- he's three million in the red. Okay. Aside from so he's claiming his net worth right now is a negative three million. Only negative three million? Is that because I, th- I no without, I thought no no, his, no. It, 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 without the judgment I mean oh without the judgment okay yeah like yes the 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 references to how much he has before you even start taking away all the stuff he owes is only like ten or twenty million at the most and that includes a lot of things that are already encumbered. Um, so anyway, he, he, you know, yeah, one way or another, he's screwed. They, they know they're, you know, they're not going to be able to get a whole 148 million out of him because he just doesn't have it. But so now goes the, all the back and forth to try to figure out what he actually does give. And uh, I think you mentioned, you know, before he, before he declared bankruptcy or put into paperwork for bankruptcy, he was already, the, the the judge had said no you got to start paying now we're not going to wait yeah and, and and one of the things is ju- the the judge said wrote that Giuliani would not be given the typical 30 days out of concern that the former New York mayor would conceal his assets and and i i b- based on his behavior duh <laughs> um you know so far it's you know yeah so one of the things they start doing with this right is if you've got that judgment you will grab the marshals and you will start mm-hmm. seizing shit left and right. Freeze bank accounts, go find his real estate, you know, lock it, ab- seize absolutely. it. I mean, it, this is, you know, yeah. I mean, this is, you've got that judgment. They're going to go out. They're going to start grabbing every damn thing he's got, okay, to force a, a payment, which is why he filed for the bankruptcy. But one thing is that, look, the bankruptcy may give him some structure like right now mm-hmm. behind that, but it's really not going to stop. It, they can't discharge the debt. That's not right. dischargeable. 
He can't, he can't get away from that. He may be able to now, because he's got this judgment, get some other debts maybe to go away, but this is not going away. And, you know, I, I think that's the, that's his problem like right now. And, you know, they, they, they've got him in a bind, you know, and I'm, we're all here cheering for it. <laughs> Couldn't have happened yeah. to a nicer guy. I, I, I mean, fucking bastard. Rudy, Jesus Christ. Rudy's dug his own grave. Yeah. You know, it's nobody you know, shedding a tear for this bastard. Not even, I, I think not even Republican people. Anyway, I mean, nobody, you know, nobody is shedding a tear for this guy. I mean, Donald's certainly not helping him out at this no. point. He's like, he didn't part. No, he didn't. He, he didn't pay. He, he, I, we know he billed him. He didn't pay him a dime. You know, he just completely just, you know, said, screw you. Well, and one of the things here is like, you know, they're going after him again. Cause he's continued to lie about these poll workers after this trial judgment was over. Right. And so they're, they're going after him again, not this time, not for more money, but against for an injunction to make him stop, you know, but at this point, it's also like, given all that you've talked about, given that like, you know, Trump's not like supporting him, he seems to have lost, you know, all kinds of stuff. It's like, but he's still doubling down on it. He's not, it doesn't appear that he's like flipping and, 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 and providing evidence to other people. He's not saying, Oh, I was wrong. None of this stuff. His lawyer, his lawyer seemed like one of the recent times that he was in court, the lawyer was kind of like, what the fuck do I do with this client? I'm like, shit, you know, because he's just not, not helping anything at all for his own sake. Yeah. Nothing. And this, honestly, it it does make you wonder about his mental state, you know, like he, he does appear to believe this stuff and not be able to let it go. And, you know, and it's one thing, look, I, I'm not feeling sorry for him just to be clear, but, but there is a difference between the people who sort of know they're being manipulative and lying and trying to get a result and just being, you know, amoral about the process that they use to get what they want versus someone who is actually so deluded that they believe this stuff. Well, I do you think know? he's complete a moral prick. The fact that right now he has been saying so much bullshit that he now believes it. Okay. Right is doesn't make me you know doesn't make me take any empathy towards them on this because he he, i i know that bastard even if his mental health now has deteriorated to the point he's believing his own bullshit at some point in the last couple of years knew that what he was saying was complete shit it was told flat out by a lot of people around him it was complete bullshit on multiple occasions yep and so, you know, fuck him. I'm just. And, and, and meanwhile, you know, he, he's got all this other stuff going on. If he, he's got the legal stuff in Atlanta as well, but he's got like former employees going after him for sexual harassment and yeah, all this stuff. 
Like this is, is he's, a, he's, a, he's a terrible person. Yes. He's an awful human being. Yvonne, he's America's mayor. America's mayor. How the fuck did this guy wound up being for some brief time? America's fucking mayor. It's just, it's just, I, I'm just still in, in disbelief. <sighs> yeah. Anything else you want to slam Rudy about? No, we, I can say farewell and say, fuck you, Rudy. <laughs> just go fucking say, fuck you, Rudy. Yeah. So now he's broke. Maybe by the time this is done, he'll be in jail too. We'll see. That would be the perfect epitaph to this guy's career. Yes. Broken in jail. Perfect. And yes. <laughs> oh, and may dude. it be a good warning. For every other douchebag that tries to do this again. Right. Okay. With that, let's move to my turn. And of course, I always have to. Yeah, I, I'll I'll be the one. You're, what are you going to do? It's going to be the Trump stuff. We got two major Trump things. One of them I think is, uh, well, eh, we'll see. Uh, l- l- let's do the one I think will be shorter first, but they're both. Okay. uh, Okay. Right before we came on to record today, well, a few hours before SCOTUS came back and said they will not expedite the review of Trump's immunity claims. Okay. And this is, you know, even last week when, when we were talking about it, Yvonne, we said that the fact that SCOTUS very, very quickly said, yes, we have received your thing. Now we want Trump's opinion on it and blah, blah, blah. Indicated that they, they were moving really quickly, which sort of seemed like, oh, okay. They do want to look, yeah. Yeah, because it took them only four hours for the initial response to Jack Smith. They did not have to answer in four hours. They could have taken their time on that. Yep. But four hours later, they were like, we want to, we're going to consider the request to look at this early, you know? And so they asked Donald Trump, Donald Trump answered when at his deadline, uh, they gave him like a week. And, but then SCOTUS came back with a single sentence response saying, Nope, we're, we're not going to look at it early. Let it play through the regular process basically. And so there has been a lot of speculation on what the hell this actually means, what the the impacts of it are, and they have run the gambit, like from people saying, "Oh, no big deal." They they probably did this because the circuit court has actually put in very aggressive deadlines, and it looks like they're going to look at this very quickly. Right. And it probably is only going to mean like maybe a couple of weeks delay at most. I mean, everybody sort of expects it'll 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 hit the circuit court, Donald Trump will lose, and then it'll end up back at SCOTUS. And so they're like, eh, you know, a few extra weeks, it's not a big deal. To other people saying, well, actually... Assuming Donald Trump loses at the circuit, they can they can still ask for an in-bank hearing, and that can be delayed. And then there's, they have another 90 days be, to appeal to SCOTUS, and they have all of these things that can be used to stretch out. And this will be many, many, many months of delay. 
And then if, if SCOTUS is in the mood for delay, once they receive it, they can decide not to expedite it and put it on their regular calendar and kaboom, we're like, we're way out at the end of the year or beyond. And I've heard everything in between. So I, I honestly am not sure what to think. Oh, and by the way, just to say, this was a one sentence unsigned. So there was no vote total recorded. There were no dissents recorded, nothing like that, which I've, even on that, some people say, well, that means we don't know what the vote means. Other people have said, well, if there were people against, they would have put in dissent. So we, this probably means it was actually unanimous. So we'll see. I don't know. I don't know. I think I, 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 my, 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 my just gut feel is that they, they took the request quickly and then they all looked at, it's like a hot potato. Yeah. And maybe they all just real quickly realized, look, it, the best scenario, I think that if I'm SCOTUS, I think what you're about to say is what I've heard most often today. It, it is like, look, let me just let it go through the process. And you know what? If we're okay with the decision, let's just, okay, we don't do anything. Right. It's fine. But we don't we're not the ones that, that 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 did it. Let it go through the process and we can decide that we just decline not uh, to take the case. Not to take the case or, or or at that point or we do, but let's just let it run through the process and then that way if we don't wanna if we don't wanna deal with it, because I think that there is a big incentive, they really I think would rather not be here. Especially since they got this other thing with the 14th Amendment coming at them as well, which we'll talk about in a second. Exactly. They're just like, let's just, let, let me, let, let's just, you know, if we could wash our hands of it, by all means. Yeah. And, and like I said, I've heard all over the place today since this came out, but the one that I think I've heard from the most people lines up with what you've said. It basically says, SCOTUS is sure that the lower court is going to say no to Donald Trump because it's actually fairly clear in the law that he's wrong. And the, the lower court has scheduled a very quick set of hearings on this. Like the, I think the hearings January 9th or something like that. It's coming up very fast there. They've set an expedited timeline for this. So SCOTUS is sort of like, okay, let them do their thing. Because they are probably going to say no to Donald Trump, and they're probably going to accompany it with a you know a two hundred page well researched document on all the reasons why, and they have the power as well to you know there are these deadlines of like you know hey you know Trump has ninety days to put in an appeal all this kind of stuff, but the lower court has the option of adjusting like what they stay or don't stay. So they could say like, like right now, all of the trial proceedings are completely paused waiting for the results of this. The appeals court could come in and say, no, Donald Trump, you're wrong. We will put on a temporary stay on resuming the trial, but it expires in 10 days if you don't appeal to the Supreme Court. Right. 
so that they they sort of bypass the 90 day built in delay and there's another 45 day delay somewhere else and blah 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 and they could do that and then the 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 mbank is not automatic they right. can say no to that as well and then as you said scotus themselves could say no if they fundamentally are like hey the end result of this is we're going to agree with the lower court they can say and it d- doesn't even have to be the supreme court would be unanimous on that no. it's just if they know the result is going to be an agreement with the lower court, they could decide just to let it stand yep, and not and that's take it. the case. Yep, exactly. And uh, so that is possible. So like the end result of that is sort of in the middle between it's no big deal. It's only delayed a couple of weeks versus, oh my God, we're already delayed past the 2024 election, right? It's It's more like, hey, this thing was scheduled to start in March. Maybe it starts in May or June. It's actually better. <laughs> Closer to the election being better. Yes, I think so. Yeah. 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 So we'll see. Of course, of course, the the right now, the documents case in Florida is scheduled to start in May. And so there may be a conflict there. There's all kinds of rattling around oh but florida judge will probably delay it again and again i mean you know although although she she just gave the go-ahead for the for them to start writing jury questionnaires and stuff like that so wow so she's she's still at least pretending that may is going to happen right so we'll see okay the other trump stuff is the 14th amendment Mm -hmm. um we have talked about this before on the show a while ago. There are all sorts of places saying that the part three of the 14th amendment, which basically says that people who have sworn an oath to the constitution in the past and who have then engaged in what is it? Did they use? No, what was the, it's not rebellion. What, what's Sedition. the right word, Yvonne? Is it a treason? No, no. It's, Insurrection. 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 Jesus Christ. Yeah. You know, many damn words like they, for that. I know. Anyway, it basically said those folks aren't eligible to hold any high office. One of the issues is it doesn't specifically list president, etc. And what and so this has been going through the courts in a whole bunch of states. In almost every location, the first round of courts have said no. We're not going to say that Trump is not eligible to go on the ballot. You know, Trump is eligible. You know, we're we're going to say that in some and each place has been different reasons. Like in in one state, it was because, hey, this is a primary. You know, maybe this is a good argument in the general, but right, it's not but a not good idea. Not in a primary, but not in the primary because uh, it's the parties choosing who they want their candidate to be, and that has we're not going to say anything about that. The party can do what they want. Right. Right. In this case, the first line judge basically said after and just to be clear, there were hearings on this where Trump was able to put on a case for why he didn't think he was engaged in insurrection and all this kind of stuff. The judge determined that, yes, Donald Trump did engage in insurrection. And yes, that all of this is true. However, they said that because the president 
wasn't officially what wasn't one of the offices explicitly listed in the 14th amendment that it did not apply to a presidential right. race. And so they weren't going to knock him out of this upon appeal. What came up this time is the Colorado Supreme court said that, yes, it does apply to the president. Donald Trump is not allowed on the ballot. And so they basically said it would be wrong for us to allow someone on the ballot who is ineligible to actually serve in the office. Like we, we'd talked on the show before about how theoretically you could say there's a difference here. He may not be allowed to take office, but he's allowed to run. He's allowed to win. He just can't actually take office on January 20th. But in, in Colorado specifically, they said based on the laws of Colorado, all this other kind of stuff that they were not, if he's not eligible to be in office, he's not eligible to be on a ballot, either primary or general. This was specifically about primary, but all the logic would apply to general election as well. Right. And so the Trump folks said they will be appealing. They said they won't actually submit the appeal until after Christmas. So probably next week sometime. The, the Colorado Supreme Court specifically stayed their judgment until I believe January 4th. Because January 5th is the day that they have to start like finalizing what's going to be on the ballots and stuff, you know, to get ready for their primary process. So anyway, we'll see this, this thing will go up to the Supreme court too. Uh, almost certainly. Yeah. I, like Donald Trump will submit it. The Supreme court could theoretically decline to take the case, but if they decline to take the case, that I mean, that's, they're basically saying, well, that's the law. Well, here's the, th- yeah, but here's it, the it, thing. Like if they decline this case, you are potentially setting up a patchwork where Donald Trump is on the ballot on some States, but not on others. Right. Which could result in all kinds of chaotic scenarios. You know, j- just to put it out there, like call Donald Trump is not going to win Colorado. Colorado at this place is a is a pretty blue state. It's a it's a blue state, but I will say Colorado has been competitive in you know in the past twenty years. Now I do think that you're right that you know him Colorado is not a state that would help him win. Okay, so it's right, true. It's right a, now in the poll averages, Biden is ahead by eight percent in Colorado in my election graphs poll average. The last time a Republican won in Colorado was 2004. There you go. So, yeah. So, so 20 years ago. Yeah. You know, so nobody expects Colorado to actually be in play this time. However, if you start getting some judgments in purple states, you know, then that could immediately be a problem. But here's the thing. If Donald say, say we boot him off the ballot in Pennsylvania, for example. Yes. The, yes. But and but, in other states like that, then he's you know, his map to win then becomes incredibly difficult. Well, no, wait. His map to win outright becomes difficult. Because yeah. remember, if they drop Trump off the ballot in like Pennsylvania, it's not like there won't be a Republican on that ballot. They will put like whoever Trump's vice presidential candidate or whatever will be on the ballot in that state. And so what you're doing is you're increasing the odds of ending up in a situation where there is no majority in the Electoral College and it gets thrown to the House and then the House picks Donald Trump. 
Well, but let's face it. If it's not Donald really on the ballot, you know, it it really makes it because right. Look, so you think there's gonna you you think that they're gonna be comfortable with a straw candidate? Yes, the way the way it would play out in that scenario where if if the Supreme Court does not declare outright that Donald Trump is not eligible to be president, because that's a different scenario. If they just sort of let Colorado do its thing and say, let all the states can do whatever they want, we're not getting involved, whatever, right? Then you could have Trump on the ballot in some states and not on others. But in the ones where he's not on the ballot, they're not going to be, it's not going to be random people. It's not going to be no Republican. It's going to be, you know, probably whoever Donald's vice president is. And the Trump campaign will tell people in that state a vote for guy X. Mike Flynn or whoever is a vote for me. And it'll, and, and so that'll, something weird will play out in that scenario. But here, and this is what, this is what, wait, this is one of the reasons why SCOTUS probably will take this case. Cause that, that is a very chaotic scenario that is, you know, now Biden could still win outright, but. Well, okay. But say, for example, Look at the scenario, right? Yeah. Well, which okay? So the the Republicans the new have house. like it would right, be the, the new, new house, but 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 by but by state delegations, not by individual house members. Right, it's by state delegation, which almost certainly would be a Republican majority, unless something dramatic happened there too. Fuck. I, I mean, I, I don't have the states in front of me to, to, to be able to say that. Last time I saw a count, it was like Republicans had 27 or, or something like that of the state delegations. So it was 23 to 27. Something like that. I I, I don't have it. I, I'm trying to get that off the top of my head. I have looked at it before. The Republicans had a majority, but it wasn't like 30 or 40, right? <laughs> you know, <laughs> but they did have a majority. Now, and it is the new house, so that could change. But anyway, I want to move on be, be past that scenario because I think it's one of the least likely scenarios. Well, I, what do you think is the most likely scenario? So here's right what now. I think. I think SCOTUS is going to take this case. And then, like, most people seem to think that, hey, this is a 6-3 conservative court. They're no, There's no way they're going to bump Trump off the ballot. This is also, you know, fundamentally like it, it's somewhat anti-democratic, like you're not letting the people decide. And we'll talk about reasons why that's might be OK. But, but well, here's are, the, are there are a lot of undemocratic things in our election process. Give me a well, give me a fucking break there. There sure are there. There sure are. But any but anyway, most people seem to think it'll just be a six, three party line vote essentially in SCOTUS. I'm not so sure about that. I don't, I don't, I don't know why anybody really thinks that I, I don't, I, I really think for the most part, as we know that we have heard so often that all these people that are in public supportive of Donald in reality, in, in in when when the microphones are off, they despise the man. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, it's 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 a uniform distaste for this guy across almost everybody that is in some kind of you know it, it is a vast majority of the people that are elected Republicans. Yep. Okay. And why would SCOTUS be any different? And why exactly? Why would SCOTUS be any different? And oh, by the way, you know what? Yeah. So we use, we use. He'll get Clarence Thomas. <laughs> yeah. We'll get Thomas, you know, for example, in Alito, sure. You know, but the other people, I'm like, I'm not beholden to this prick. I mean, I'm like, I'm going to, listen, hell, the last time that they brought all these fucking election cases that, he thought we're going to be a slam dunk. SCOTUS is going to go for me. What happened? He lost all of them. All of them. Here, here's the thing, though. I could see two. I could see both possible ways out of this. One is sort of like you were saying, like the originalist position. Like a lot of people have pointed out over the last few days that if if you theoretically do like the conservatives like to say they do, and you're like. What what does the original meaning of this amendment mean based on the the history of when it was enacted and blah, blah, blah. And they're like, well, damn, it says if you were involved in an insurrection, you shouldn't be in office. And we buy that the president is one of the officers and blah, blah, blah. Right. And so you do end up with a seven to two or something that says we're going to knock President Trump out of this election. Cause like people have also said, look, this is specifically about primaries. They could, it could just be about Colorado, but look, if they declare that Donald Trump is not eligible to be president, there's no way it stays with Colorado. Right. You know, no. because they're, they're saying that even if he gets to participate in the election, when it comes to January 20th, he can't take office. He can't take off. Right. Right. doesn't matter. Not, it doesn't matter. It just means his vice president will be president instead. Right. But here's the thing. I can also see... President Michael Flynn? Yes, or, or whatever. Oh, fuck. Jesus <laughs> Christ. I, have to... I, I just keep bringing up Michael Flynn because Flynn, I think he's a serious potential candidate for I that. I think he is a serious candidate to be his VP, yes. But uh, obviously Donald Trump has not declared a VP yet. But here's the thing. There is another very serious argument that I actually I actually feel like straight by the text of the 14th Amendment and all that kind of stuff, he should be res- uh, unable to take office and unable to run and all of this kind of stuff. And I think that, you know, technically it just says he can't take office, but I think it actually is perfectly reasonable not to let people who can't take office run and be on the ballot because right. that's just stupid. It's like, let you know, you're, are you really going to let all the 12 year olds run that want to, you, no, you shouldn't do that. Well, some 12 year olds would clearly be better than Donald Trump, but anyway, yes. Anyway, but I can, I mean, who would you trust with the presidency? <laughs> My son or Donald Trump? I mean, I, I'll, 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 I'll put my son at the, the presidency before I fucking. Put there there you go. Fuck this. We'll be at. We'll, we'll be at Epcot. I'll, anyway, there, there's, there's also though a serious argument that does say, you know, hey, it really should be the people to decide. You know, it, the, and and having the courts step in and take someone who is clearly very popular in the country right now. 
and just say, no, sorry, they can't run would be a disservice to democracy. And you could see even the liberal members of the court potentially saying, let's find a legalistic way out of this. Let's say he hasn't had enough due process to prove that he was in in an insurrection. Or let's say that an officer does not include the president. Or let's say any one of these things to say, to sort of step back and say that, yes, but this doesn't apply in this scenario. And, and, and just basically get out of this situation and say, look, this is, you know, this is a democracy. The people should decide we shouldn't take somebody off the ballot. And I could see that going that way too. Like I'm not, I I really, I'm not sure this is a six, three party line vote, but I'm not sure that, but I'm not sure that means that, oh yeah, they're going to throw Donald Trump off the ballot. I actually think it's, I would be, it would I, I I would actually be surprised if the Supreme Court throws Donald Trump off the ballot. I think the most likely scenario, you asked me for my most likely scenario, is well, they now? they use some sort of legalism with the process and say, because, you know, hey, really, Congress should have written implementate, I- implementing legislation to define how you declare that this applies to somebody. Right. And they didn't. And so you can't just have some judge in Colorado decide, yes, this was an insurrection and you need some sort of process. And so it doesn't apply here. I think that's the most likely kind of outcome. Well, but but here's a problem. We had a process. We had the J6 hearings. Well, no, the, the specific and, process and in this case was there was a multi-day hearing, took most of a week where this the ju- the first judge in Colorado to hear this case had both sides present a case in terms of of Donald Trump's behavior and did it count right. and blah but, blah blah. But no no no, but that, but but that's what I'm saying. But but here's what I'm saying. You had all that evidence that was gathered there that was from a process that was done in Congress. Yeah, and they did use that in the trial. Yeah. And you presented in the court and saying, "Hey, here was the process that showed that he engaged in the insurre- insurrection as described in the article of the Constitution." You know, so yeah, you ha- you, you know, you can't say that there wasn't a due process. No, you, well, you could argue that it wasn't enough. Well, it depends on what. Well, okay, you could argue it wasn't enough. Correct. Yes, yes. The the point the point is that I think the most likely thing here for SCOTUS is to find something like that, right? To use as the reason to reject it. They're 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 not necessarily going to even touch whether or not it was an inter, in, insurrection and whether or not Donald Trump uh, participated in it. They're going to talk about something in terms of like the process, whether or not he's an officer of the government, all of this kind of stuff, and, and find some reason not to. Scotus, just like you said, Scotus wants to not necessarily be the one to make the final decision on does he have immunity. They don't want to be the ones that make this decision either. Oh, yeah, I know. So they're going to try to find a way. Like, you know, if we had a situation where SCOTUS is the one that kicks one of the two major party candidates off the ballot and says, nope, sorry, Donald, you can't run. Everyone is going to be, well, everyone. Th- that's a no-win scenario for them. 
you know, the, the, the MAGA folks are going to say, you jackasses were lecturing us about democracy and now you're doing this and there might be violence. And I could see SCOTUS being afraid of violence happening because they do this and blah, blah, blah. So I, I, they're going to try to figure out a way out of it. And honestly, like as much as the scenarios are interesting where Donald Trump just gets kicked off the ballot, because then, then you can relax a little bit about the delay <laughs> on the legal cases as well. Cause the reason for the hurry is to not get into a scenario where he wins, becomes president and is able to make it all go away because he's president. But you know, it's, I, I, I if, if they just took it away from like, those are interesting scenarios, but I feel like they're really dangerous scenarios. Whereas the, the best way out of this is to let the man run and beat him. But I also look at my election graphs.com right now. And Joe is not doing well right now. And he really needs to get his ass in gear, you know? So of course, you know, yeah, well, we get a debate about that. I, I said, I, I shared this, this week, this article from the New York times that was digging a lot deeper into these damn polls and why the hell about likely voters. Versus yeah. And, not and, 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 and it, it's the one thing about it is that, you know, which made me feel more comfortable about, uh, about this is what we've seen. Joe does a lot better on likely voters. It, it's not just that he does that on likely voters. The one thing is that where where it seems that these polls are pulling him into into the red is that voters that didn't vote in twenty twenty, and it, that, yeah. that 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 are for whatever reason very pro, pro pro Trump. And my thing is that look, if you fucking didn't vote in twenty twenty, there if that election didn't motivate you to get to the fucking ballot then 2024 is not about to you're never in a billion years showing up in 2024 well unless you're really angry because they pulled donald trump off the ballot or threw him in jail you know so i don't know but, but i also think like oh, okay in the scenarios where they do do pull donald trump off the ballot you know i'm like that takes a lot of motive, a lot of the motivation out of the room too. Like if Nikki Haley is the 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 candidate or whatever, then I'm like, you know. But but here's the other thing that I saw polls show. Yeah, take both Trump and Biden off the ballot. Yes, <laughs> go generic Democrat versus Republican. Yeah, the Democrat wins. Right, and so it, it's so this whole thing is so fucked up. Yes. But I mean, like, if if you imagine the race changes from Biden Trump to Biden Haley, suddenly it seems a lot less urgent, you know. And Haley would I mean, be, yeah, she's an asshole, but you know, uh, she would be horrible. She would be horrible, but she's it's it's just not the same as you know, like yeah, you're you're not going to get as mad about Nikki Haley as Donald Trump, yeah, right. So like. You you already have a whole bunch of Democrats stay, saying that they want to stay home, or sorry, a whole bunch of leftists saying that they want to stay home yeah. because you know Joe Biden is a fascist. And but 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 here's the reality that that that, tr that that New York Times article, which was from the Tilt, also showed that engaged voters, okay, yeah, are 
not just, you know, the reason why the, the Democrats keep winning these special elections is because the Democratic voters are far more engaged and active in going to vote, which is why these elections keep going the Democrats way in a very strong, in, in very strong. And this is one of the reasons why I keep saying that, like, when looking at these polls, it looks really, really bad for Joe if the polls are neutral or like the last two elections have underestimated Republicans. But if they're more like, what was it, 2008, right? when they, they underestimated the Democrats, or was it 2012? I think it was 2012. 2012. When in 2012, they underestimated the Democrat. If they're underestimating the Democrat, Biden's in okay shape. Right. He's, he's, he's not as good as he could be, but he's in okay shape if the polls are underestimating him. Yeah. Like right, right now the tipping point has Trump ahead in Wisconsin by 3.7% in my average. Now that's 3.7 is pretty substantial, but you know, if, if the, if the poll averages are underestimating Democrats this time by a couple percent, it's close again. But this is you know? state, again, that, you know, recently that's what that polling data says. And yet in recent times, they have won almost every law. Democrats have won almost every important election in that state. Okay. Right. In Michigan. We're talking Michigan now. Oh, M- Michigan. You know, they have won. Did I say Wisconsin? It's It's Michigan. It's Michigan. It's Michigan. You said Wisconsin. In Michigan, where they have won every important election in that state, okay? And so that's that's the thing about this, that it really, you know, you, you see that and then, you know, and then you see what's happening with the voter engagement and what the results are. But go back, Wisconsin, well, Wisconsin, listen, Wisconsin. Wisconsin's like right now the closest state. It's like dead tide in my averages. It's dead tide, but they're also large important statewide elections they had the supreme court election recently if i remember correctly where where yep. it went you know where this was a, a a republican majority and it was just announced today they're redistricting because of that and yeah because that the, the new the new court in wisconsin said yeah these districts suck fix them yeah and so so yeah so and that's a state also where that was you know all of a sudden, all of these things have moved over in a in a democratic direction. So I I really think it's one of these things right now, of getting the getting who the hell figuring out who the hell's going to show up to vote. Yes, and that that's really the 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 bottom line. This is hard as well. Like it's it's really hard to model. It's really hard to guess right. And and I mean honestly, at the end, it's it's like you're 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 saying well. We would tell you who would win if we know whose voters are going to show up, which is almost a syllogism there. You know, it's right. But but I think that is key. We're not in a world right now. I mean, there is along along the edges. There's some persuasion going on. But for the most part right now in this world, it's all about getting out the vote. And I, you're right that a whole bunch of these recent elections, the Democrats have been showing up in a way the Republicans have not. And maybe that's the trend that's coming out. And also you got to work into it. Well, what are the effects of everything that happens over the next year? And we're going to do our prediction show next 
week. So I'm not going to do it now, but you know, there, there's so much that goes into pain. that, right? Pain. You know, pain. yes, pain, pain. pain. Um, pain. We, pain. but we've got, this is we've got these trials potentially happening, but you, you think so far, every legal thing that's hit Donald Trump has actually made him stronger, not weaker. But it, at some point, does that flip? There's some preliminary, there are some polling that said- no, uh, Polling shows it made him stronger. Yes, I get that. But the question is- No, no, but I was going to say, this, there is polling that says for a lot of people, a conviction is different than an indictment. And they would consider that differently. Oh yeah, I did see that. Yes, I did see that. So, so bizarre, yes. So who the fuck knows? You know, I, I don't know. It's there are all kinds of factors at play. And if if they throw him off the damn ballot and he's not even in the race, what does that do? You know, so anyway, but, the, you know, m- m- I think the 14th Amendment thing, it will be interesting. Like SCOTUS certainly has the opportunity to blow up everything if they wanted to. But. I don't think they want to. I think they want to sort of slink back into the corner and try to do as little as possible. Is that your dream scenario now? Have, have, have SCOTUS just blow this, you know, just blow this thing up? No, I, I actually, I, I think that removing Donald Trump from the ballot through the courts, as much as I think, I think in terms of I think in terms of the law, black and white, he should be he shouldn't be on the, he, he should it, it, he should not be allowed to unballot. In terms of the intention of the Fourteenth Amendment, I think it's clear that he should not be on the ballot, and I think it's actually legitimate for a society to do that. I mean, Germany kept Nazis out of public office after World right. War II. Yeah, um, totally. You know, we much more recently, like Bolsonaro in Brazil is prohibited from running for office for some correct. number of years. Yeah, this is correct. this is a penalty that has happened in a, quite a few countries, actually, yeah. where yeah. Af- especially after significant political upheaval, they've said the people who caused that upheaval are not eligible to be in the government for sometimes forever, sometimes for some period of years. And so I think that's in general, a legitimate tactic uh, and a legitimate way to do things because democracies aren't absolute. There are restrictions on them. And I think one of the potentially reasonable restrictions is saying people who want to like completely eliminate the system aren't allowed or people who have actively worked to overthrow the system aren't allowed. I think that's reasonable. Now, Sometimes you have revolutions and overthrow things anyway, but that's outside the system. If you're if you're working within the system, I think it's reasonable to say, hey, you know, you attempted a coup. No, you can't be president. You can't be president. Right. Simple. You know, it doesn't seem that far-fetched. However, however, yeah. I think that if it went that way, if the courts took him off the ballot. I think that's just, I I think we would be in for a very, very rough year with the potential of things blowing up in ways we can't control. I would much rather, much, much rather just have Biden crush him. But again, I get worried looking at all the numbers, even with everything we just talked about, that he's, you know, Biden won't crush him because what Biden's not a super strong candidate. And, you know, you, you risk the scenario of him actually walking in there, winning, 
getting rid of all his, his court cases and then running roughshod over everything for four years. And, you know, he said today at the end of those four years, he would voluntarily step down. He has no intention of staying more than another four years. So, of course, we should trust Donald on that, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah. He's very trustworthy. I, I, I mean, honestly, like, I don't know that he'd last through the four years. And even if he did, I, you know, some people are, are playing up the possibility of him staying forever until he dies. I, I, I don't. I think he he probably would try to step down after four years because he'd be sick of it. But maybe he'd try to set it up so that Ivanka or Don Jr. or somebody could be president after him. I don't think Ivanka has any interest whatsoever right now in politics is what it seems like right now. She is trying. She went. She has. She has basically. It ruined her. (laughs) But she said it. Yeah. She's basically just, you know run away from all of this and said that she doesn't want to be involved at all. So right. um, anyway, shall we move on? Okay. Uh, Let's take a quick break and then we'll, we'll maybe do a couple quick things and rock. Exactly. Very clear. Thank you. Yes. Back after this. Now, which one is it? Okay. I'll do the one I was supposed to do last time. It's this this one. See if it works. Do, do, do. This podcast is sponsored by AlexMzilla.com. AlexMzilla is great. It's on YouTube. And it has lots of fun videos. AlexMzilla is awesome and great. I love his videos, and they are obviously better than Curmudgeon's Corner. Well, they're funnier. They're more interesting. And frankly, he seems at least a little smarter than either of the hosts of Curmudgeon's Corner. Honestly, it's ridiculous how endlessly talented and phenomenal Alex Emzala is. That's how great his YouTube channel is. A-L-E-X-M-X-E-L-A dot com. Yes. Do, do, do. Well, that was exciting. Woo! Yeah. I I think that's, yeah, I don't know. I think I think that's one of the ones that my post-processing processing messed up a few weeks back. So we'll see if it happens again. And if it does, I'll adjust it so that it won't next time. But anyway, so if, if that sounded weird to you, then... Too bad. I'll fix it next time. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to even pretend I'll fix it this time. You know, my goal this time is to knock this podcast out quickly on Saturday so that it can be done with. And so I can spend the rest of the time getting ready for Christmas and don't have to like deal with that. Anyway, Yvonne, what's the next thing you want to talk about? Let's do a couple quick ones. Let's not talk for like an hour on anything. Uh, let's see. Let's see what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about the, the, uh, uh, Oh God. Let's see. Uh, tough choice. Uh, 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 um, this is not on the on the list, but I did share a story on this. Oh, getting creative. 
I don't know if you saw that the latest inflation figures came in. Oh, yeah, yeah. And that basically inf- inflation right now is below the Fed's target. So we're done. Every Everything's good again? Well, that's what they are saying, like, right now, that we're, that it seems that a lot of talk going around about when we can expect interest rate cuts mm-hmm. because of this, and that it may be sometime in 2024. So, so yeah, I mean, the latest inflation figures, I, I think one thing that definitely has helped for sure i mean this this isn't the core inflation is well price of fuel has gone down Mm. i mean i've seen a number of videos recently like with people making fun of like republicans with their joe did this sticker on gas pumps and stuff like this and yeah i had mentioned that as well yeah you'd mentioned that but i i've seen some people trying to like make funny little videos where they're pretending to be Republicans and are like, oh, it's getting so hard for us to complain because look at these gas prices, you know, but we, they're still really high. Right. You know? So, yeah. So, uh, yeah. You know, somebody was, was wondering if they're, if, if Republicans are running around like now trying to take the, I did that stickers stickers. off them. Yeah. Yeah. So it's what, it is one of those things it's, you know, Gas is down for multiple reasons, okay? One is that, you know, you you keep hearing Republicans saying how Joe Biden was supposedly crushing production Mm -hmm. of oil. And U.S. production of oil right now has surged to a record high. So much for Joe Biden killing oil production in the U.S., which, which, by the way, is one of the things that people on the left are kind of upset about, including me. Like we should be, we should be well, reducing, not gaining. But, 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 but here's but, but here's but, the thing: this yes. is market share, not 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 really. You, you know, just because you're making more oil doesn't mean you're consuming more oil. Okay, and it's really taking what's happening is that it's taking the the Russians and the Saudis. You know, an OPEC had been trying, had been cutting production in order to reduce supply. Mm-hmm. And you know, basically, what the U, what the U.S. producers have done is fill that gap. Okay, and so, so we're not in a situation where we had been in some instances where we were close to even having some shortages of right, right. of of of, of my, my point so, was simply that while. From the left, there's a big push to like, we should actually be dramatically reducing your fossil fuel usage and not pulling any more out of the ground. At the same time, Joe's not doing that, no. even though the Republicans are claiming he is. And the reality is that he he's actually been doing a lot of stuff that should make the Republicans happy and a lot of left-wing folks unhappy. But of course, because of the way the information environment is set up that way. It doesn't work that way. You know, like you said, like, you know, inflation is way down, but like a lot of folks on the right are not willing to admit that yet. Gas prices are down. They're not willing to admit that, you know, et cetera. So gasoline consumption right now on a monthly basis is 
is, I'll say the trend, it's slightly down. It's definitely not growing in the United States. That That's mm-hmm. for sure. So, so yeah, I mean, we're, we're in a situation where even though we've had a significantly expanding economy, gasoline consumption from like, say, January 20th in to January 2020, we were doing about 8.95 million barrels of gasoline per day. Right now, we are at 8.5 million barrels of gasoline. Wait, did you just so, say 8.5 twice? Is that flat? No, no, no. 8.95 oh, 8.953. So it's it's a at, considering that it's an expanding economy and, you know, you've cut consumption like by what, like half, you know, like by 5% mm-hmm. about, yeah, about around that. I mean, that's pretty good. So that means that, you know, the unit of energy that we're using per economic output is lower. And has continued to be lower for a long time. I mean, I'm surprised that the levels of total emissions the, the U.S. does per capita emissions as well. I mean, in the U.S., even though it's not ideal where we're at because the United States was the, the biggest emitter in the world. Right. Okay. And it, they are down about by a third from 1990 mm-hmm. per capita. Okay, so it's a significant decline, but we were also per very capita. profligate <laughs> per capita. We we're very profligate. We, we've also got a bu- bunch more people, so we all we have to look at absolute numbers for that. Yeah, but but the overall emissions, yeah, no, no, but 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 the thing is that per unit it, it's down. The overall number is also down. But yeah, I mean, but you got to start in a per capita, right, right, right. I mean, so, I, well, you're, you're need, you need to figure out, hey, your household of four people, we need to get you down, you know. We need to start trending each individual unit down. Yes. The, is it to the point where it, right now it is also at the point where total emissions are are, are are coming down, but not at the speed that we still need. It needs to. Right. Anyway, I did not want to derail us into fossil fuels, which I obviously did. Your point was more generally about the economy and how it's doing yeah. and inflation. So, yeah. I mean, the economy continues to do well. I mean, you know, unemployment figures look look good you know new new job creation is is still on 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 track inflation is coming under control i think that i I think that for people the it's the the two places where the biggest shocks where where disinflation really ground at their psyche is at the pump and at the grocery store yeah and both of those are coming down not not just not just that the rate of increase is lower, but the actual prices, prices are heading are down. down. We've got Correct. deflation happening in these yes, product areas. In these product categories. So yeah. Now, as some people have pointed out, overall deflation would actually probably be bad. There are all kinds of reasons that would cause problems. But deflation in these particular pain areas, that's not necessarily a problem. Yeah, because we're, there's still pressures in other places, you know, for prices like in housing and whatnot, that those 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 pressures are not abated. And believe me, deflation is bad. Just ask Japan. Or or 1930s America. Or 1930s America, Japan. Look, a, a period of like, you know, significant deflation, I mean, is crushing to, to an economy. So, yeah, no, we, we don't want that. <laughs> no. Right. Bad, bad. But if the price of eggs comes down a little bit, that's okay. Yes. Yeah. Eggs, yes, yes. I, okay. I like eggs. And, and do you do you do you, do, you, do you like eggs? Yes, I do like eggs. Do you make eggs at home? 
When's the last time you made eggs at home? I do not have the requisite biology to make an egg. Okay. I, I mean, okay. Do you cook eggs that came from a chicken that were put, put in your, in your, in, in your kitchen, chicken in the kitchen, Jesus Christ. Okay. And, and, you know, crack them open and make an egg, something out of the chicken eggs into a meal. I think I did that once 20 years ago. Oh, so, so you have done it, but 20 years ago. I have done that many. Does anybody do that in your house? Yes. Uh, okay. My my wife hates eggs herself, but will make eggs for the rest of the family. Oh, so the rest of the family likes them, but she will make them for you guys. Yeah, oh, that's nice. Okay. And and will and I have eggs eating out all the time as well. Okay. So you like the eggs? It's just you don't. Never mind. Oh, I like the eggs. Yes, like eggs is a staple for me. Okay. But just, I'm not necessarily making them myself. Now, I I have done it on occasion, but just in general, you do not want me in the kitchen. No, no, no I, I agree. That's, that's, it's unsafe. I, I, I have occasionally resorted to trying to cook things myself, and I sometimes manage. You, you want Sam needs to be isolated to the microwave. Yes, that is my primary tool in the kitchen is the microwave. And I've at this point, I even do pasta in the microwave. I'm not allowed on the stove. Well, I guess I would be allowed on the stove. But, you know, you, you just don't want that. Like, I have occasionally succeeded in making more complicated things, but it is incredibly stressful for me. I don't enjoy it at all. And my level of patience from the moment I think to myself, hey, I'm hungry, to I'm shoving something in my mouth is five minutes normally. And if it's for something I really want, maybe I'll stretch it to 10 or 15. But beyond that, I'm out. I'm out. I can, I'm not waiting that long. So yeah, you don't, you do not want me in the kitchen. Okay. Well, that's a good thing. Let's, let's not keep you. Okay. One last thing. One last thing. One last thing. What are you? Okay. Gonna, what are you? I just wanted to mention that on December 22nd, so a, f- a few hours before we're recording, President Joe Biden pardoned thousands of people who were convicted of the use or simple possession of marijuana on federal lands and in the District of Columbia. So it's his latest round of clemencies. Now, he can't obviously pardon people that were convicted of state crimes and all this kind of stuff. And it's... These are federal charges. So these are federal. Most people people in this country who are in jail for marijuana stuff. It is a state level thing, but he's pardoning thousands of people at the federal level for this. And, you know, I I think this is another one of these steps where, you know, it's just, we've talked about this before. It's just Joe Biden quietly doing the things he can do to make progress and move things in a good direction. You know, that he's not necessarily going to get a lot of credit, It's not going to be like, you know, even a few hours later, this was all kinds of other things were overwhelming this. This wasn't getting a lot of coverage, you know, and it's just there there was a little interview with Hillary Clinton that I shared as well lately that said was talking about Joe Biden. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We didn't talk about that. Yes. And basically said he's boring. Maybe I'll, you know, you know, I'll insert it right here. I just want to say a word about Biden. I mean, part of the problem that Biden has is not that he's old. He's old. Okay, that's that's an issue. It's a reality. 
He's gotten more done as an old man that, you know, many people, you know, half his age could have gotten done. Oh, true. But he's boring. And why is he boring? Because he gets up every day and does a job and he mm-hmm. models responsible leadership and he's not a performer. And and, he, you know, he's not constantly in our face saying something outrageous so that we all are going, oh, my God, I don't know what he's going to do next. And we can't turn away. It's a huge problem. Because performance politics, whether it was Boris Johnson in London or Donald Trump in the United States, is a form of, you know, entertainment that kind of helps people avoid being citizens. You know, I'm a consumer of entertainment and this is entertaining to me. Do, do, do. Sam from the future here, just adding an appropriate attribution that clip was from the Pantsuit Politics podcast from the December 15th, 2023 episode. I actually saw just, just that clip published on TikTok, but uh, go listen to the whole podcast. There you go. Back to the show. Do, do, do. So basically she said that the problem with Joe Biden is he's boring. You know, and, and we we said like, you know, going back to the beginning of the Biden administration, when he first won, one of the things Ivana and I were talking about a lot was we were looking forward to how boring he was going to be. Yes. Agreed. Because, you know, he just sort of chugs along quietly doing the damn job. You know, he's not out there being flashy. He's incapable of it. You know, he's not like doing things for the cameras or to make the headlines for today. A lot of the things he's doing are quiet behind the scenes and then they pop up like, you know, the the fact he actually got the damn infrastructure bill passed, you know, it, it, it's like, you know, yeah. <clears throat> and then, you know, every it seems like everyone forgot about it right away. You know, he's not getting a lot of credit for it, but he got a whole bunch of shit done in the first half of his administration. It's harder now with the Republican House. But, you know, and, and this is a thing that can be done at the executive level. They they haven't you know, we we still have federal laws against marijuana, even though like two thirds of the states or something now allow it. But this is the kind of thing that just says, you know, there are a bunch of people in jail for this thing that now in most states we think is not really a big deal. So let them loose. Yeah. You know, and, and it's just, it, it, it's on, on the grand scheme of things. This is maybe small, but for the thousands of people affected, this is a big deal, you know, and it's just another one of those things. And it, it's, it's just one of those things that just doesn't get, you know, I mean, it's like, just doesn't, people don't pay attention to it. it's it. And, and Joe Biden, like you said, it, it, you know, Hillary was talking about, how he just goes about just getting shit done. I mean, and it's like, and yeah, and you don't have this other circus act freak guy who's just going around and just, you know, what can he blow up today? Right. You know, we, we had four years of that. It was exhausting. And we're still talking, to, we're still talking about him today, but oh my God, for those four years he was in office, it was exhausting. Yeah, absolutely. Like psychically, mentally exhausting, you know, because you always had to at any given moment wonder what the hell has gotten blown up today. Yeah. You know, and, yeah. you know, th- there's always some of that, but it's a lot less. 
Yeah. It's a lot less under Joe. And, you know, that's part of the reasons why, you know, it's hard for him in a campaign like this. And hopefully as the campaign ramps up, we'll, we'll see better, but like, yeah, it's like the, 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 the quiet, steady doing the job is not giving sort of the dopamine hit of the entertainment value of a Donald Trump, but it really is like better, please. You know? So I, 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 I don't know who, I mean, it, it's really difficult for me to understand anybody that enjoyed, you know, well, it's really difficult for me to empathize with that person because basically the, these people that enjoyed it are just. Look, I'll, I'll admit to some, to some degree, I'm, I mean, I've, I've been addicted to the drama of Trump since he first came on the scene, but it doesn't mean it's healthy. <laughs> I, I, I really could, I really want boring again. Can can we have boring? It's just, just, it's been a lot more boring the last few years than it was during while Trump was actually president. Hopefully we can get it even more boring, you know? Yeah. <laughs> more boring. That, that should be like the, that, that should be the Biden campaign slogan, the boring express. I'm not sure that would work. You know, like now, I, I would love. Here's the thing: I would, I am all for that. Yes, I, I guess a lot of people were not going to like it, but I, I, I want the boring express. <laughs> it, wait, wait is, isn't that one of Elon's companies? That's what you mean, right? Uh, he's got the boring company. Out. Well, of course, you know that seems to be a whole scam. Well, at this point, what a shock! Yeah, I know. Anyway, let's wrap it up, Yvonne. Okay. Wrap it. So first up, I will repeat what I said at the beginning of the show. Our prediction show is next week. I am disappointed in all of you listeners. Pain, 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 you pain, have not pain, contributed. pain, 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 Go to pain, tinyurl.com pain, pain, slash ccpred2024. Add your suggestions for things that Yvonne and I should predict. Pain, pain, and uh, pain, if pain, for whatever reason pain, you have trouble pain, getting pain, there, pain, pain, uh, go to curmudgeonsiphoncorner.com where pain, you have all of the ways pain, to contact pain, us, email, pain, Mastodon, pain, Facebook, pain, and just make your suggestions pain, through one of those ways pain, and I'll add them myself. Um, but we would love to have some of your, your suggestions here. If not, by the time we get to Tuesday, I'm going to start filling in the kinds of things we usually talk about. Okay, also on curmudgeonsiphoncorner.com, you can see our archive. Okay, we're, we're done with the pain, Mr. Bo. Oh, we're done with the pain? Okay, but I, I thought I'm supposed to do it for two hours. About, oh, yes, sorry. Okay, keep keep going then. I'm trying to practice. I'm trying to pain, pain, pain. I'm trying to practice. Yeah, okay, keep going. And, and so you can also find our archives, including transcripts of recent shows, and of course, a link to our Patreon, or where you can give us money at various levels. At various levels, we will send you a postcard, we will mention you on the show, we will ring a bell, we will, what else, show up and babysit your kids? No, no, we're not going to do that. But at $2 a month or more, or a mug, we could send you a mug, at $2 a month or more, or if you just ask, we will invite you to Curmudgeon's Corner Slack, where Yvonne and I and a bunch of our listeners are chatting throughout the week, sharing newsy links, talking about other stuff. So Yvonne, how about one thing 
from the Curmudgeon's Corner Slack this week that we have not talked about on the show. Look and look and look and look and look in. Okay, so here we go. Well, we don't have to go too far. Dukes of Hazard star John Schneider. He was Bo, right? He was Bo. Bo, Bo and Luke Duke, he was Bo. Yeah, I think he was Bo. Yeah, Bo, Bo, yeah. John Schneider suggests Biden be executed in now deleted tweet. John Schneider claims the president and his son Hunter are guilty of treason just some st- sh- just a short time after he was unmasked on the masked singer. I don't understand this fucking show. First of all, I mean, I don't not, not that I don't understand. I understand what happens on the show. Never watched it. Sarah Palin was on it a while back. I remember that. I, fuck. I, I just I don't. This, this show is stupid. And well, it, it, these are the losers. I've never actually God. watched the show. I've never watched the show either. I've heard other people talk about the show. Right. I just have never watched it. So so what 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 did Bo Duke actually post? The post was it, it said something that. Let me let me. They've got a picture of the actual tweet. Yeah, they got a picture of the tweet. Mr. President, I believe you're guilty of treason and should be publicly hung. Your son, too. Your response is sincerely, John Schneider. That's very nice and loving, caring. He, he of course, denies that that was in any way a threat. Oh, no, no, no. This is all love. Love. Now, honestly, wait, look at that. He said he should be hung, not that he was going to hang him or anything like that. So that that's not a threat, right? Yeah, it's not threatening. It's a very, very nice, you know, message, kind, loving. Yeah, I mean, apparently the Secret Service is talking to him. I don't think they're going to charge him for anything. There's a reasonable case to be made that no one took, no one would take that as a serious bodily harm threat. Uh, but we are living in this environment where, you know, all kinds of randos read tweets like this and do take action. That, that's a problem. In a statement to HuffPost, Schneider denied his tweet calling for Biden to be executed. Seriously, folks, I had I said no such thing. Despite headlines claiming otherwise, I absolutely did not call for an act of violence or threaten a U.S. president, he said. Even though his tweet clearly reads that Biden should be publicly hung. Schneider sent out a second statement a short time later, doubling down, insisting that suggesting that the president be publicly hung isn't a call for violence. Right. Oh, it's a call for. So what is it then? So so if it's not, it's not violence, Sam, what is he calling for? Yeah, it's a peaceful resolution of our conflicts through death. Oh, okay. That's, oh, through, yeah, through, 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 you know, through death that is not very noisy, except there are the noises that the person might make as he is dying. You, you can do a nonviolent hanging. You can do a nonviolent hanging. Okay. Kind of like your tree. I, I guess. Okay. All right. You know, so anyway, he's just, he's just a, he's just a dickhead. This guy has been diving deeper and deeper into Magaland for the last decade or so. So, you know, not surprising. Nah. Um, you know, uh, I mean, th- this guy, I mean, he's nobody. I mean, nobody. I mean, shit. I mean, I watched the show. 
I did watch a show. Okay, b- back then he was a somebody, yeah. but right now he's just, just a fucking dumbass nobody. Who the fuck? He's, you know. Hey, John Schneider, here, another message. I, I, I told Rudy Giuliani, go fuck himself. Hey, fuck you too. Okay, all right. Excellent. So, uh, so there you go. That, that's it. That, that could be your title for the show. Yeah, I try to avoid the expletives in the title, but, oh. you know, because I don't know. They get us. I, I think that that might get us into problems. Yes. Today. Yeah. So, anyway, although we do have, you know, the whole show is marked as explicit, which probably also reduces our listener potential listenership. Like, a- Apple, like, de- downranks anything with that tag in the, their, when they, push things out not like they're pushing us out anyway but you know it's 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 not a plus for us you know so damn it <laughs> yeah exactly there you go ah, god we we have tried occasionally not to swear and failed yeah we're not very good at it so we're so yeah whatever anyway hey everybody it is Christmas week, for those of you who celebrate, have a great holiday. For those of you who celebrate other winter holidays, have great ones of those as well. Whether they're in progress, finished already, or about to start, any of the above, enjoy, have a great, you know, thing. Holiday. We Yeah, holiday. That's that's the word. We will, we will hopefully some of you, I'm actually taking time off. Like I usually work through this time and just have light work days. I, I, this time I'm actually like, screw it. I'm taking two weeks off. So, so am I. So, yeah. So I, I, I I was at work today, Friday and, but next two weeks I'm out. I'm not opening my work computer at all. Fuck them. You know, Hey, 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 anybody at work? I love you. I love you. You know, no. <laughs> anyway, yeah, not opening the computer, the work computer for a couple of weeks. So that'll be really nice. Not going anywhere or doing anything, just catching up on projects around home and relaxing. Like the relaxing thing. Just like, like you were mentioning sleeping in. I am going to sleep in every goddamn day. So, you know. Aha, yes. <laughs> that sounds great. Okay, everybody, have a great holiday. Have a great week. We will be back next time around for the prediction show to predict 2024. And then the week after that, we will review our 2023 predictions and see how we did, which is always interesting. Okay, that's it. Goodbye. Bye. Play the thing. Stop.